The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to High Tea with Carla Stilwell, a current affairs and pop culture panel discussion series focusing on black women's issues. Starring Carla Stilwell, featuring Tamara Anderson, and Nicola Blaze, special guest co-host, Derek Anthony. Here's your MC, Carla Stilwell. Welcome to High Tea with Carla Stilwell of PoppyChuloRadio.com and iTunes exclusive Poppy Chulo Radio Pop Culture on Demand. Today is Monday, March 13th, 2017, <clears throat> and I am your host, Carla Stilwell. Who is that clearing their throat? Is that one of my guests at the table? Hello, sunshine. It's Michaela. <laughs> preparing for you, my darling. I'm preparing. La, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome all to the um, You Put the Ho in Hotep episode. Wow. Mm. I want everybody to come in, have a seat at my table while I brew this special Egyptian musk and black soap blend. <laughs> because today we will be talking about politics and then we will be talking about the scourge on black culture, which is the hotep. Um, for my listeners of non-Negro American descent, you will learn a lot about the in-depth workings of the hotep today, things that you probably never needed to know, but you're going to learn them. Let me introduce my special guests who are always at my table, the lovely, talented, sultry Tamara Anderson. Hello. And yeah. the <laughs> the <laughs> lovely clear throated butter cookie <laughs> that is my Michaela Blaze. Hello everyone. Thank you for having us, Carla. Always a pleasure to host you. And um somehow this bitch keeps getting into my home. I don't know how. <laughs> I think the bitch has a key. The uh, the incomparable Derek Anthony. Nothing but death will keep me <laughs> from you. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. It, it, it had to happen. It had to happen just <laughs> like it did. Right! <laughs> Right! Um, before we begin, here's our announcer with a few reminders on how you can interact with us. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash PCR. Hi T. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. 
Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for High Tea with Carla Stilwell and subscribe. Thanks, announcer. All right. Um, this the, Today's show is going to be, the news is going to be very quick because our first sips tonight are a uh, different week, same shit. So the same shit is going on in the world that's been going on since January 20th. Um, the White House was due today to submit proof that the Obama administration wiretapped Trump Tower. They could not. Um, uh, Sean Spicer, a.k.a. Melissa McCarthy, uh, said that the <laughs> Cheeto... Um, made a statement at the press conference today that the Cheeto didn't mean that Obama himself wiretapped him. He just meant that he was wiretapped, but there's no proof at all. And they couldn't produce any today. So um, the demands for the justice department to look into the wiretapping have kind of fizzled and died. Um, I love the fact that uh, the one reporter asked him so we need to know when to determine when the president's tweets are just a slight <laughs> of fancy and when he's actually being serious because i don't know if anybody's told him or not but he's the president <laughs> i heard that comment <laughs> he was like just in case he was unclear You've he always got to keep watching the subtext. I think he throws bombs out there to, it's the old bait and switch. Or, you know, like, don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain. He is, you like, know. Don't pay attention to the 20 million people who about to have no insurance. We're just oh, oh. Defunded regulations on clean water. And yeah. And We're about to put coal. We're going to put your coal in the water. What? Is that a thing? Like, oh, coal, coal let's talk about the, the, the bring coal jobs back. Yeah, you might, as, might as well throw them in the water. That might create some more jobs. So, you know, uh, the, let's talk about the Dakota pipeline that, you know, he overturned all of those stays. And now they're, it's being built with Japanese and German steel. Thanks, Obama. But that's the th- I, I just every time he says something that's batshit crazy, like, he tapped my phone. Um, you know, the press goes there with him instead of really filtering. Like, oh, he, he said some crazy shit. But what really happened today was X, Y, and Z. Uh, you know, you you got to keep an eye on this guy. He's he's not that stupid. Well, I, if I won't else, say that. He knows how to manipulate the media, if nothing I, else. I, I, I don't even think he's the one manipulating the media. I think Steve Bannon who is actually the president, is moving him to make these choices and getting him to manipulate the media. media. I don't think Cheeto is smart enough to do any of this on his own. I have to agree with you. Because the tweets, and and I do recognize that the tweets are a distraction and that the media should stop focusing on them. But I also recognize that he tweets like a six-year-old with no self-control. 
And I know I'm He also has such terrible grammar. Like, the grammar concerns me. Like, I don't know how you could think that well. Most of my students who write that way, they don't think that well. Like, uh, yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just putting it out there. Like, they don't. They don't make those snap decisions. And usually they get the look. I have the condescending mix. I'm confused at how you have survived this long look. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope. So enough about that shit. Because that was just a big nothing burger. And we all knew when he said it. Let's talk about the CBO. She said a nothing burger. How does that look with a side of nothing cheese and some nothing ketchup? And, and it some was not our mustard. Some and some zero mayo, baby. <laughs> and some negative it, taste. And it was a nothing burger with no salt, baby. Nothing. <gasps> <laughs> let's 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 talk about this CBO report, honey. These this this uh Trump care is not going well for the Republicans. No ma'am, no sir, no ma'am. He don't even so want him named after himself. He said the American <laughs> healthcare. Like no, nah, motherfucker, this Trump care. That was right. Obamacare. This Trump care. <laughs> now you talk. Now you're talking about a person who literally puts his name on everything. He this, said not he today. American health care. That's what this is. AHC. Well, on on paper, the Affordable Care Act is ACA, but mm-hmm. everybody <laughs> called it Obamacare. And so we're going to call we going to call this shit Trump care. Yes, we are. So let me read you all some of these statistics. I so <laughs> the plan will the plan will leave 14 million Americans uninsured by 2018. It will reduce mm-hmm. the deficit by 337 billion dollars, 40 24 million more Americans on top of the 14 million, 24 million more Americans will be uninsured by 2016. But uh, a 10% reduction in premiums will happen over the next decade. How is all of this possible, you ask? Because most of the cuts will be to Medicaid. Mm -hmm. Before 2020, the premiums will increase. Um, at a stark rate for everyone. And this overall over the next decade will garner $270 billion in tax breaks to the top 2% of Americans. I just want to move. I'm depressed. (laughs) But here's the great thing. Because this is why it is the longer it goes on, the more money it will save. Um, mm-hmm. It's because there'll be so many dead people laying in there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. They'll only have to spend money on body removal. Right. That is oh, I mean, you. I mean, you just got to go to the doctor yeah. right now. Like, I made yeah. all my appointments. I was like, let me save, let me get all my blood work done so it can last me until death. I gotta tell you, the people who I know that um, were insured, many of which for the first time in their lives, um, I think they got real used to having insurance. I think there's going to be a revolution. I think people are going to be pissed. I don't think it's going to be as easy to take it away 
um, as people think it is. Because oh, they're not going to go quietly in the night. I mean, no. people who have never protested out in suburban land literally yeah. have 400 people show up talking about, you got to be kidding me. I said, oh, okay. My, you know, the couple of people I know who, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a, it changed their life being able to just make an appointment and go to the doctor as opposed to every single thing they needed going to the emergency room and sitting there for five, six, 10, 14 hours. Mm -hmm. Or going to the local clinic. Or or just the constant care of, you know, being able to breathe. And actually in Illinois, if you really smart, you actually, I mean, I live many years without insurance in Illinois just because of the beauty of the county hospital systems. There, man. Yes. Yes. Which, and, but, and women and, but in most, New York have no insurance. Most states, but most states are not Illinois. And and, or New York. New York has New the York. same system. Mm. Um, I think California has a pretty good um, health care system. Um, but uh, if you're not in these kind of states and not most you are states. You are in the dark ages like my state. Yeah. My state is like good sucker. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I think Child. they're gonna. Be, I think it's not gonna be as easy to take it away from them um, mm-hmm. as they think it is. So well, I, I'm thinking yeah. um, that you know people are gonna really pay attention to this one. We'll um, see. I, I I'm not hoping they are. I know they are. Like oh yeah. They, like these, especially these rural people who didn't even <laughs> yeah. realize what they were Ooh. getting, and now mm-hmm. they. Like, you know, I was just watching the um, town hall meeting that Bernie Sanders is doing on Chris Hayes on MSNBC in Kentucky with the coal miners. And oh. um, and they were and one of the women was giving an example. She was saying, you know, my son had to have a kidney transplant and my husband and I had insurance. But over the six weeks of that surgery, he racked up. $820,000 in medical mm-hmm. debt. He, mm-hmm. they, but they had, their insurance had a million dollar cap. But because mm-hmm. of the Affordable Care Act, the insurance companies can no longer put those lifetime caps mm-hmm. on can. people's health care. So her, her son had a relapse and he's now at home. He's like, he's very ill but he's able to be cared for at home because of provisions in the Affordable Care Act. Mm -hmm. So people are now seeing how that bill, and he was 20 when this happened, he can be on their insurance till he's 26. Mm -hmm. So people are seeing how how that change really affected their lives. And I just don't to to tomorrow's point. Folks ain't gonna go quietly into this good night. Not after you've mm-hmm. been able to go get your heart medication and get your teeth fixed. People mm. are not gonna go quietly into this good night. Mm-mm. I ain't had a good steak in years. I got my teeth fixed. I'm here for this. <laughs> I ain't been able to chew real meat in 20 years, but since I got my new choppers. Now I can eat all the time. <laughs> oh, God. Nope. This beef jerky life is real. 
like baby. Well, I used to, like, I used, to be, I used to be on a sliding scale basis at every clinic, right? And I had like good doctors I would go to for this and this. I had it all charted out. So when you know when you get real insurance, thanks to the Affordable Health Care Act, and you can stay, I can now stay with Doctor O'Neill, who is this amazing girl. She's the best doctor I've ever had here. Heaven forbid anything happens and she's like, oh, I can't take you no more. Because then I got to go back to the woman who tried to kill me four years ago. And no, mm. thank you. Mm-mm-mm. So, no, nobody's not yeah. going to go cry tonight. But mm. I always thought it was interesting at how people didn't read. Like, I mean, and you didn't have to read the whole act. You know, I understand it's a hundred, hundreds of pages. I'm not expecting you to sit down for a nice, quiet dinner. Let me read this whole act and see what's happening. But they would send you like bulleted letters from your insurance yes. company to tell you yes. this is what's new like now you can get this like it was very user friendly so when i would right. meet people who were like well that doesn't affect me i said did you read those letters that came to your house like they were written for five-year-olds look mommy the bold means like literally they, they have they had color they were in yeah. color they it was like little arrows and bullet points. It was written in physical speak. Right. Because I remember before Affordable Care Health Care Act, you were always getting a letter saying, oh, you remember we used to pay for speech therapy? Now we don't unless it was a cause of an accident or traumatic head trauma. What? Oh. So my daughter has a speech issue. <laughs> Last week, it was under insurance and now you tell me i gotta pay a hundred dollars a pop for her to go to speech therapist because she doesn't have autism asperger's oh and she didn't get hit in the head with a bus that's what you're telling me okay thanks yeah so this yeah. is um this is going to be very fun to watch because the republicans thought this was going to be so easy and yeah. it's not going to happen in any way, shape, or form that they thought it would. But, I mean, let's keep it real. The ACA was flawed. I mean, nobody is really addressing the actual issue, which is the cost of health care. Right. I mean, remember right. that one? No, no, it is flawed. Yeah, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. That cured some rare disease or something, and then he jacked the price up to $9,000 a pill or something like that, mm-hmm. and then... They ended up investigating him and he was up to no good and ended up in jail, blah, blah, blah. And everybody thinks that's some sort of victory. But the fact remains that the cost of healthcare is out of control, that the drug right. companies do the same stuff all the time. You've heard the stories mm-hmm. about the, the hip replacement in Sweden costs $30,000 and here it costs $120,000. Mm-hmm. Um, all of this business. Um, and... Well, it was incomplete. It was a start. The ACA ACA was a Republican plan in its infancy. It Um, was. None of these billionaires are really addressing the fact that at some point we have to treat healthcare like like we do water. It's a civil right. It's not privileged. It should cost what it costs. Doctors should be paid a reasonable amount, but not millions of dollars a year to do what they to, to save lives. That we shouldn't be deciding on people's health based on their. I mean, what they can they can't afford. But, okay, right. so I have insurance, and I went to you know, um, my daughter has an issue with her eyes. So I went to this very reputable, like very well recommended um, 
organization that does eye therapy for, you know, like the lazy eye. They they do exercises. You can take them once or five times mm-hmm. a week. Mm-hmm. So I, I go there and I tell the woman, yep, I want to enroll my daughter in these classes. She's like, what kind of insurance do you have? And I had the HMO and they only take the PPO or I had the PPO. One, one of those deals, right? I didn't have the mm-hmm. right. And I was mm-hmm. like, That's, you know what? I've heard so many great things about you. Um, how much are the classes each one? And she was like, she was completely confused. And I was like, no, like, yeah, like, I'll just pay for them. She was, oh, hold on. She had to go in the back, ask somebody, come back <laughs> out yeah. and tell me that she didn't take money. Mm-hmm. She what? told me, we don't take cash. We only work through insurance. And I was like, does that sound right to you? And she was like, no, it doesn't. I said, I know. Can you go get me somebody else to talk to? Um, back and forth. I'm there for, I don't know, 40 minutes. And literally, they will not take money. They would only take insurance. So that tells me that there's a flaw in this entire system. Yes. Yep. I, oh, I yeah. At one point, I but said, it's I'm always. Gonna, I'm going to bring in a yeah. giant bag of money and I'm going to sit it on your desk. And then I'm going to ask you to walk my child into one of these classes and you're going to say no to me. And everybody was confused by it, but their, their rule is they won't take money. So if there's an industry that has, has, um, a stranglehold on healthcare where they won't even take greenbacks, they won't even consider it. We have to say there's a problem here, you know? Oh yeah. But they're always. Yeah, it's always been that though. It's always been that. Like the the plan itself, like the individual states, it's always been um, insurance dependent. And it's always been when you started having drug manufacturers listing their drugs in in um, medical journals, mm-hmm. doctors mm-hmm. like regular doctors started to leave the industry. Because people were coming in like it was a store. Well, my friend got Celebrex, so why can't I get that so this could be done? Because right. you don't need Celebrex. You just need to stop using your elbow for six weeks. No, but that really works. But that's unnecessary. Like, you don't need that. Like, it's need the to. people, right. they talk about the tobacco lobby. They talk about the gun lobby. Nobody talks about the motherfucking healthcare lobby. Ooh, there, it's huge. There they are, are there right. motherfuckers in D.C. right now throwing money around to Congress. Literally. Literally. To continue this dysfunctional system. Right, but so that's why this whole ACA conversation, it just pisses me off. It's the same as the, it was, I felt the same, I feel the same way that I do on election day, right? Like, yeah, motherfuckers Mm -hmm. are talking about anything that is actually relevant, so I don't give a shit. And this conversation, once again, is off the rails, because the real thing is, if either one of them, um, neither one of them are really thinking about making sure that people are healthy um, in a in a way that makes them not have to lose their homes, or, you know, like oh yeah, well, the healthcare listen, industry is not based here's, on Here's the truth of the situation: America already has a single payer plan that could service all of its citizens. Mm-hmm. It is the federal plan with Blue Cross and Blue Shield that all federal employees have. Yep. Yeah. Period. Like this does not have to be difficult at all. Right. Employers mm-hmm. should still have the opportunity to work with whatever health care, whatever insurance companies in their states that their states work with for their mm-hmm. employees. The government can insure all of us 
through a system that is already set up with Blue Cross and Blue Shield and Blue Cross and Blue Shield has an option for Medicaid. How do I know? Because they have it here in Illinois. Like if anybody was worried to your point, Michaela, if anybody was really worried about health care and actually insuring Americans, this shit could happen in 15 minutes. Right. But motherfucking We're not insurance concerned about executives, that. insurance executives could no longer make three billion dollars, ten billion dollars mm-hmm. a year. And the ACA mm-hmm. put them all into nonprofit companies. So now they just pay themselves more. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's, um, it's ridiculous. It's yeah. unreal. But I mean, we can, the, we the can talk about it all we want to. Right. Uh, but nobody, ultimately nobody is really concerned about helping people be healthy and, and be able to go to the well, Because we don't care. We don't care about a lot of stuff. So why should the fuck do we care about people living? We don't right. care about a lot of stuff. We don't care about Right. We don't care. Our country, you know. Right, United States is not based upon an idea of access. It's based on an idea of excellence. And in order mm-hmm. for you to have excellence, that means somebody has to have shitty something so something can be good. Somebody got to be on top. And somebody got to be right. On top. When you look at socialist countries, countries that everybody has insurance, everybody has education, nobody's doing standardized testing. When you look deep into their country, they don't have the competitive nature that we have. And they don't have an excellence ideal. They have an access ideal. It's about who has access to stuff. When people are worried about access, it doesn't matter if the rich people pay taxes and the people who have a little money pay a few little taxes. That's just the way it is because we believe in access, not in excellence. Nobody sends their kids to private schools and cities in countries like that because they don't need them. This is not about excellence. It's about access. And Our see, country and, and, is far capitalism, so it's not that. Yeah, and I don't even think that excellence is the the right ideal. It is ex, ex excess is the word. <laughs> right, like, it is it's excess, it's right, excellence. Yeah. It's excess. Like mm-hmm. this, this is the fa- capitalism is a failed experiment. Experiment. It does not work for everyone at all. This pull yourself but up the by people, bootstrap yeah. shit. It doesn't mm-hmm. work. But the people who it does work for that control 90% of the decisions, they don't care about everybody else. This is not like, it's not a, it's not a sense of like caring here. And people could say, well, I mean, everybody should, you know, it's not kumbaya, hug a tree, whatever. But when you, when you really have, you have really lived and existed. Like when I have gone to school in countries that I felt cared for and I didn't, I'm, I'm not even a resident. Mm-hmm. It had a lot to do with the fact that it was about access. It was about that I had access to the services. Like, what do right. you need? You you have to you have you have bronchitis. You out of the country. Okay, we're gonna take care of you. Go to the hospital. No bills. Nobody talking about bills. It was like, here's your medicine. Come back and see us in a couple of weeks. Let's follow up with you. Here's your doctor. We assigned to you. There is My a problem with anything. There's a problem with anything when the first question is always based on money. Right. So let me tell you all, um, and everybody, uh, you know, at the table knows this. So um, dear friend of mine, one of my closest friends is in a situation, is, is in a health crisis. She's not doing well. Um, we are in her hospital room, literally praying over her um, body 
and a woman shows up and asks if, you know, can somebody find her husband? And so we go get her husband who was taking a much needed sit down to breathe. And she, well, does she have insurance? Right. <laughs> it took yeah. it took at least two mugs to keep me from whooping her ass. But it was the most like this is the country we live in. Mm-hmm. Right. Like the, yeah. this this these are the values people have placed on our healthcare system. Yeah. And it's gross. We got to move on, y'all. Yes, so move on. I just want to I just want to make sure that when we talk about this nonsense that we're keeping it in perspective because neither Absolutely. one of the Republicans nor Democrats are are really addressing any of the real issues. Period. I I completely agree with you and I am glad mm-hmm. that you are here Michaela to keep Aww. us grounded and focused. And every time I think of you I think of a delicious shortbread girl scout cookie. <laughs> it's true. I just think of a girl scout cookie with a brown nose. Oh. <laughs> Oh in this dancery. That's it. Oh my god, tomorrow. Every time. I need you to gargle that. Every time Kyla says something, it's love, love, love. And ooh, ooh, ooh. And ooh I'm, oh my goodness. And oh, look at this the bright shiny bubbles. Ooh, great, wonderful, yay. I can't have all of this energy over our teeth. <laughs> like, this energy <laughs> is going to seep into our teeth. I only say it because I love, Ma- I only say I love Makayla so much. Our- and you don't deserve it, Carla. You don't deserve that kind of energy. Oh, here she comes. See, w- <laughs> see, I was just about to say, I'm sorry. And there it goes again. See? Let me snatch that sorry back in my mouth oh, y'all. and be y'all, like, y'all. <laughs> It's like a Samoa with a chocolate not, nose. I know it's not gonna end. I know it's not gonna end. Mm-hmm. Because we just we just gonna Ooh. keep it moving so y'all can come back to this eight later. Uh, <laughs> Lord Jesus Christ, shots were fired in the U.S. Attorney's <laughs> Office this week. Bang bang, forty six U.S. Attorneys um, yes. under that were appointed under President Barack Hussein Obama were fired. <laughs> This week, yes, but it was one in particular that was very, very interesting. Mm. It was Pret Bahara. He is a U.S. attorney for the District of Manhattan. Yep. He is also the U.S. District Attorney that prosecuted Donald Trump's Trump University. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, he, had, he, he had to know his days were numbered. Wait, wait, wait! No. <laughs> Because he should have had a box right next to his damn desk. <laughs> right. No, no, no. no to go back. He was, right. <laughs> he was brought into the office and told he could stay after this. That is not why he got removed. Hmm. He was asked to resign after he was called by Trump to discuss the Russian investigation. And instead of talking to this motherfucker, he called the attorney general's office 
and said, this motherfucker is trying to talk to me about the Russia investigation. And they said, oh, you can't talk to him, Suge. So he called Trump's office back and said, please tell President Cheeto that I cannot speak with him about these matters. Mm. And then he was then put he in the went, group. And then he should have went and got the box and put it next <laughs> to him. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. So then he was put in the clump of U.S. attorneys that were going to be relieved anyway and asked to go. But Perret Bahara is not going quietly into that good night. And I'm telling you. Yes. <laughs> he is out here on the Twitters and the Facebooks and being interviewed by the Washington Postuses and stuff about how he, because he had refused, they said, you should resign. He said, nope, you bitches got to fire me. So when they fired him, he started talking. So we'll see where this story goes. Can I just say, as someone who has had about 47 jobs in his lifetime, mm -hmm. and has left them for various reasons, <laughs> no one has ever, ever, ever asked me to resign. Because I don't get that. Well, here's what the thing is. Here's the thing about asking to resign. People use that as an option. Like, if it looks better for you if you yeah. resign. Yeah. But Bahara, U.S. Attorney Bahara, didn't give a fuck. He was like, please fire me so I can start talking. I'm just going to become a little chatterbox. <laughs> when they ask you to resign, then they'll make you sign a confidentiality agreement yes. and that uh, kind of stuff. But then yes. when you get fired, all bets are off. Okay. Because I've never I've never been asked to resign. I have been asked to pack my shit and go. <laughs> or I have told someone else to pack their shit. I'm leaving. Or one uh, is I just didn't say nothing. I just never went back. I think we <laughs> and so there much. it is. I think we've I think we've all had at least one of those jobs. That usually happens in your twenties, where you like, I'm just not going back. I just there's no reason for me to do this shit again ever. <laughs> um, yeah, I've had several part time jobs like that where I walked in the first day, and I was like, I'm very miserable, so I'm not coming back tomorrow. <laughs> Okay. So like it was no two week notice. And I mean I was no. like, I have enough I was like, I have enough references. It's really okay. And like they would call me and be like, Are you coming in? Oh yeah, oh. no. That was my hour notice when I walked out the door. I realized that that was painful. So good luck with that. Okay. <laughs> um the House and Senate Intelligence Committees are blocking the Russian investigation. Kelly's a priest and um, the Democrats are mad and that shit's still going on and collusion, blah, blah, blah. Nothing new. They're supposed to interview um, Mr. Comey, FBI Director Comey, next week on the Hill to find out what the hell he knows about this collusion. So we'll wait for that. And the travel ban... The new travel ban 
goes into effect um, this week on Thursday, March 16th. Much like the uh, old travel ban, but with different fonts. Stupid. <laughs> oh, God. The, listen, the first one was in New Times Roman. This one is in Sanskrit. You Not know, ridiculous. because even though I know he didn't write it, I always just think he sends everything out in Comic Sans. <laughs> oh God, Jesus Christ! Mm-hmm. Oh Lord! So yeah, like three states have already lined up to um, file lawsuits. Like so, that shit ain't gonna happen either. Basically. So I mean, again, it's this this whole this last week has been same taste, different flavor. Like it's just. The same shit over and over. It's ridiculous. Nothing is getting done. We thought mm-hmm. Congress could not atrophy anymore during the eight years of Obama, but now it's just a, it, the limbs have just dried up and fucking fallen off. Like, you said limbs. Damn. Yeah. And, I'm like, like, and I know, Carla, this was not on the menu per se to discuss, but I discovered something recently. In what did you discover, what is, of the podcast, I discovered that there are a lot of um, a lot of positions that have not been filled. Oh yeah, no, there's no nobody works on the capital in the capital. Like that, that motherfucker looks like um, Christmas Eve in that bitch. Like you know, on Christmas Eve, there's, no there's five motherfuckers at work, and they're okay with that. Wait, say that again, baby. There's no FEMA director. No, no. Listen, they he fired forty six U.S. attorneys and didn't hire any U.S. attorney. Right. Nobody did work. And we got coming with a name, and we ain't got no FEMA director. (laughs) Hello, we got we got a name, and you ain't got no protection. Do you know how many? It's you know how work looks on Good Friday. When you be like, I'm going to go to work because ain't nobody in this motherfucker. It's right. quiet. That's how the whole Capitol looks right now. It looks like it's like people Good working Friday. on the Capitol in House of Cards than there are in real life. <laughs> <laughs> like, the cast of Scandal is bigger than the motherfucking staff for the United States government right now. Like, we don't have a government. We do not have a fully staffed government. Working government. That's but we oh, save the money, so hey. Yeah. There's applause. <laughs> There's it's a- like it's like this motherfucker was like, we just don't need all these people. Well, Shit, and all I'm- those people were so happy to leave. They're like, God damn sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's I also because they don't know what they're doing. Everybody's telling all his business. You know, you've heard the stories. He's just wandering around the White House in a robe all the time. He only gets dressed if he has to be in front of cameras. And people are tricking off. So they're like, well, fine. Just empty everything out. Then nobody can tell on me. I think that's what it is. They're looking for trusted people. But, you know, they're not going to be able to find them. I have to talk about this. 
I have to talk about mm-hmm. this because this is on my mind today. I didn't. Um, so my friend I mentioned that is very <laughs> ill, who is a friend of all of ours. Why are y'all laughing? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> y'all, I got to. I know why y'all are laughing because I got to talk about these hotels. So. <laughs> okay, so. My girlfriend is very sick. And part of the reason she's very sick is because she was dabbling in hotep um, theology. I'm going to call it a theology because it's a fucking cult. Um, She was dabbling in hotepidness around. To be fair, she dabbles in many, many things. Right. But, 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 But those things don't have her as ill as she is now. It is this dabbling with this hotep shit that's got her life fucked up. So she has been dabbling with this one particular hotep. Um, I'm going to say the bitch's name. Her name is Nzinga. She is in Chicago. If you're listening, tell that bitch I want to see her someday. But anyway, back okay. to this. Just for the record, I too know an Nzinga from Chicago and she's cool as hell. Okay. It's not all, all the Chicago land in Zynga. So let me, because I, I this this particular hotel, her name needs to be said. Mm-hmm. So this fucking whore bag um, is out here. She's out here peddling toxic <sighs> hotel um medical advice. Okay. Now, for those of you, I keep saying this. Um, so a lot of you don't know this hotep uh, it, culture. So the word hotep is an ancient comedic word. Um, mm-hmm. Kemet is the the original name of this, the, the country Egypt. Um, it's an ancient comedic word that means peace or I come in peace. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now. In the 90s, late 80s, 90s, um, they, a movement started called the Hotep Movement that claimed to center itself around the principles of self-accountability, healthy living, Black economics, and maintaining the Black nuclear family. In the Hotep Movement, the Black nuclear family is a father, a mother, and children. Okay, but like most cults, <laughs> mm. uh, oh, and, and let me just say, and it is uh, it is a study, uh, uh, a supposedly high study of black consciousness and and black um, and and uh, blackiosity, blackiosity, yes, mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. um. So, but what has happened, what happened early on and what has this, this whole movement has morphed into is mostly a manifestation of misogyny, homophobia, and toxic non-scientific based ideas mm-hmm. regarding health and medical intervention. Wow. So this particular hotel from Chicago, tell her to come see me. 
Um, <laughs> Cash you outside. No. How about that? No. She ain't got to catch me outside. I'm catch her outside. I'm sorry. This is recorded. And they don't have the medications that I need in prison. So I can't go. I can't go to jail. That's right. Um, <laughs> this woman, um, these these people, this this these ideas um, discourage black people from using Western medicine, right? Because this medicine, this is shit from the white man. That's the white man's medicine. And the white man is only using medicine. We, we, not, we can get go all day talking about the many hotel conspiracy theories. But one of them is the white man is using medicine to sterilize our women so we can't reproduce. The white man's medicines is what's causing our, our men to be gay and our women to be lesbian. And it's the white man's medicine that's making these gays and lesbians and these gays and lesbians and they introduce the HIV AIDS to the black community to keep us from reproducing and keeping the nuclear family together and you don't need to go to the hospital to give birth you don't need to go to the hospital you don't need to have the any prenatal from the white man because you could take these herbs and washing this black soap and bathe in this Egyptian musk and use yeah. these and use these glycerin deodorants. Woo. The Eastern medicine and like they bastardized so many good things. That Have you ever been in a Hotep's house? It oh, smells yes. awful. It smells awful. <laughs> it's a combination of musk and funk and various oils and some shit growing over there in the corner. Really? Yeah. And then they mess up like the, the whole oil. I love oil. Oils make people sunshiny. Like every time they hug me, they're like, oh, tomorrow smells so good. Like you have taken, I'm sure there are Egyptians. Like they are rolling in their grave like this. What the hell happened? That's not new. Mm -mm. Like acupuncture. You have like ginger, all these home remedies. Like that's where they come from. And you can work in conjunction with, you know, your regular doctor with homeopathic medicine. But oh, let me shut up. Yeah. No, no. It, th th here's the thing. Mm -hmm. I have theories about um, certain. I have. Uh, this is my theory. There are some things that you do not need medicine for. I don't think you need medicine for a common cold. I don't think you need medicines like prescription medicines for the flu. These are viruses. These are regular viruses that will work their way out with time with fluids and some garlic and some ginger. You can mm. kill some of this shit with hot pepper. It's fine. So okay. I am not opposed to homeopathic remedies. What I am opposed to is black people telling other black people that you don't need to treat yourself because the medicine is not, because the medicine is not um, African centered. 
because it's not black conscious medicine. Right. Using um, <clears throat> ideas of culture and, 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 and our history to keep people away from life-saving treatments and to encourage people to risk their health for an idea is not supporting the black family. No, at all. Mm -mm. No. Uh -uh. Nope. It is completely antithetical to supporting the black family. Mm-hmm. And well, I, I mean, I have a healthy distrust of Western medicine, but I have, I mean, I think you have to have a healthy distrust of all of this shit, right? Like you yeah. said, right. there's everybody coming at you. You know your body the best of all. You take in all the information and you process it. But, you know, just walking down this. I mean, I'm Hotep Kryptonite, right? So I just go, white mommy, and then they run away. I'm the fucking antichrist. I am the, the fall of society. So I never really bothered with them. But I can't believe um, that they're out here telling people to... Uh, making helping them make medic medical decisions that's really worrisome that's yes. really it's really, really true. A, i'm sorry and you also, you know, but they also prey on the fact that you know black people already have a natural mistrust of doctors right right so right. then you just make it larger because my thing is i know that there are plants out there that can clean your blood literally that grow like weeds outside yeah. on a regular basis Mm -hmm. And like, clean your blood so much that it works better. Like I have had people use that along with their cancer treatment and be truly like gangbusters. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. yeah. So the thing is, is that what makes it very upsetting is that there is a cornucopia of knowledge around it. So much so that you even have more Western doctors that are working with Eastern remedies with their patients. Because they're yes. frustrated with all this this inundation of stuff. So mm -hmm. the thing is that, and like I know doulas that make, you know, the birthing process, this amazing thing for women of color. So right. it's all these, and I and 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 like the word itself is a positive thing, right? So right. like it has become this bastardized thing, like anything else that you could that a cult does. Because you take you take on you 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 use it to abuse people instead of helping people in the in yeah. the disguise of helping people and that's what's wrong right because to tell a woman that her menses is unclean because mm. they say shit like this they do <laughs> i've they heard it like this do yes oh yeah mm -hmm. like this is it. a thing that they say you know but then I'm unnatural, so I've given in to the white man. You go. Yes, like I'm gay. So that that is a invention of the white man. That's right. Someone That's has right. corrupted my mind. Some oh my white god, man Derek, stuck me it in the you, middle of the night. If me and you had a baby, the whole type nation would just crumble. We could just like half white and gay Good. and all sorts yes. of shit to throw that all into one baby. And, and then you just and then just take the baby and let him run through a hotel meeting. Right. Right. <laughs> and watch people turn to dust. Like they in a DC comic. Right. <laughs> like the Holy Grail just opened from 
uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, just everybody just poofed. <laughs> be fair. It was like, don't let it touch you. <laughs> like I, it, we as a people, and and let me say this on the the mistrust of Western medicine. Western medicine has given black people a reason to mistrust them. Yes, um, we have been experimented on as yeah. a people. Yeah. Um, we, I mean, we have been diseases have been run through our community to test uh, drugs for um, long term treatment of all kinds of, um, you know, measles and 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 uh, this all kinds syphilis of- and all kinds of things. So we we have been used as guinea pigs as a people in history so yes oh, yeah. black people there is a real um uh, disconnect between our, uh, us and the medical community with that said it is not responsible it is completely irresponsible for people who say that they are dedicated to maintaining the black culture and the black family to encourage people to stop taking their blood pressure medication, to encourage people to, when doctors say that they um, should have a cesarean section, to encourage them to continue to push for a natural birth. Mm. Mm-hmm. Everything you just said. It is disgusting. We as black people um, need to be very, very active in combating anti-science and anti-intellectual ideas. Period. Because when, when science is ignored, when intellectualism is ignored, the first people to suffer in this country are the black people. Mm-hmm. Black women die from childbirth at a rate of three to one in this country. Black people have the higher statistic for dying from heart disease, complication from diabetes, most cancers. And to have a group of black people saying that they are maintaining healthy living to encourage people to ignore Medical treatment because of their um, unfounded ideas about scientific community because of some shit they read in the ancient comedic book about the tree of life (laughs) is disgusting, it is gross, and we as a people need to stop it. Fucking stop it. I'm very hard on white people, but I'm I need I'm going to be just as hard on you Negroes under the sound of my voice. Stop it. With your tree bark eating asses. Stop it. <gasps> that that helps. I'm sorry. What huh? I was going to say, I, I used to eat chew on them sticks because it did help me um, quit smoking for a while. Just going to throw that out there. Hey, I was I was a part of the early Hotep movement. This is why I know what the fuck y'all do. 
I have chewed <laughs> cherry sticks. I have tried the glycerin deodorant. I was so funky. I had to go buy some deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is, go, what is glycerin deodorant? What is the, isn't that the stuff you make? Yeah, like, basically, it's like it's a natural deodorant, but the problem is, is that you know, there's a chemical in most deodorants that help us. You know, they help you get on the bus with other people. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And my thing is this, that when you hit a certain age, you know, like I can kind of go a couple of days. Like, cause you know, you sweat differently when you're older, honestly. Like you just, you do. Okay. The body chemistry is changed. Yeah. Right. But when you are in puberty stage all the way to your thirties, you smell like ass when you wake up in the morning. Yes, so. You do. And some of it, you know, I do agree all the time. It has to do with what you eat. If you're not drinking a lot of water, you're not suck, you know, you're not taking in lime juice and lemon juice and doing your yogurt to make sure your pH is balanced. There's other stuff going on that you need to fix with your food too. Um, yes. But glycerin is simply, it's basically, it's like the deodorant you put on your toddler when they're learning how to use deodorant, but your toddler still smells like the outside and like wet puppies. <laughs> and so you, know, you don't want to heal your toddler and put secret on them right away but you're just like i don't know if i can squeeze these lines underneath their arms anymore often like are you old enough to take these chemicals because i'm dying here in a very slow death you know what i'm saying so that's what and the problem is is that you know they covered up with stuff and you know they're not always it's just not always the most like copacetic thing. I'm like, we're in a tight space and I just right. need to not smell. I love patchouli. I think it smells great. But patchouli and ass never smelled great. Nobody it ever said not. that. Nobody no. said, let, me, let me tell you something. I put the glycerin deodorant on one time. I lasted three and one half hours and I had to immediately go to the Wall of Greens and get the men's <laughs> Mitchell because <laughs> I was funky as a goat so i you know i, I don't i don't know i am willing to sacrifice those From chemicals um i was 12 years old i oh i remember the day that my mother said okay we get in the go put your clothes on get in the car we're gonna go learn about deodorant today <laughs> And it ironically enough was the same day I showed her the hair that started growing on my arms. I was like, oh, look at all this. She said, yes. And smell all of that. Go get your coat. <laughs> right. I remember Maya was in T-Ball. So Maya had to be six years old and came from T-Ball. And I was like, why is the park following us? It felt like the park was like following us home. I was just like. It smells like dirt and dandelion. And then she walked really on top of me and raised her arm and said, I stink. <laughs> and ran down the street in a trail apart behind her. And then, you know, people were like, you can't use regular deodorant. You got to use Tom's. But I was like, my eyes are tearing. We're outside. And I'm like, suffering. And my child is running in circles, smelling herself, going like this. Woo, this is great. Like a puppy. And she was smelling herself like a puppy. I don't understand. And, I, and people were like, put lime juice in the bathtub. And I did all that. I bathed. And that's great. She smelled fresh for two seconds after the tub. <laughs> two seconds. And then, you know, you try to put baby powder on. But she had to go to T-ball the next week. And next week, the park followed us back home. 
and I put her, I, I got Dove deodorant. I felt better because it was Dove. I knew it was a chemical and I didn't care. I put it right on, I put it all over her body. I said, you smell so much. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I've always sweat like a grown man. They put my, they put the first hits of deodorant under my arm when I was about six, seven years old. I had a light tussing. I had a little tussing under my arms because <laughs> and tussing to like you know peel your skin off you know oh, tussing is like you can lose hair follicles tussing is like you can remove hair and funk at the same time wow honey my, but no but Joe all jokes aside um I, I really had to speak on this tonight because this horrible advice these horrible this, and it's cult behavior it really is cult behavior. Yeah. Anytime you are, and this is for anybody who is feeling like, you know, you're 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 starting to learn about something, but then you're like, but I still like this thing, but they say this is bad for me, and and I'm, you know, and you have people yelling at you about something that you you aren't that passionate about, and they're telling you, no, it has to be this way, it has to be that way. That's a cult, baby. You're being indoctrinated into something toxic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And this Hotep movement is a black cult. This is toxic behavior. So we need to stop it. And to wrap up today, because I'm just so upset. I'm so angry. Uh, to wrap up today. I have to give um, the winner of the blackest, most colored Negro award out. <laughs> I love the name of this award. Yes. It's the blackest. You gotta get most certificates and actually send this to people. I think they're gonna like that. Yes. The blackest, mm -hmm. most colored Negro award this week goes to Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> Samuel L. was pulling out, he was pulling out gats all week, shooting motherfuckers in the head, between the eyes, in the back. He didn't give a fuck. So he did two amazing things. The first thing he did was come for Ben Carson's motherfucking ass. Yeah, he oh, did. Talk about oh. slaves was immigrants. <laughs> oh, God. He tweeted. Oh, he tweeted the clap back that included motherfucker and he spelled it all fucked up in black so it was <laughs> great <laughs> it was great um and then he did he what tomorrow where where did he publish that article uh, it was published in some places so the article was published let me I, I just I just was on it actually he published the article three days ago Yes. It was an interview, actually, not an article. Yeah, an uh, interview. It was an interview. And the interview well, was about, you know, British act, black British actors. And, and and the fact is, if you had put a black American actor to star in the film. And he was like, no shade on the person who did it, because he was like, I thought he was good. He was talking about Get Out. Right. He's talking about Get Out. He was like, no shade on what happened. You know, he liked the movie, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, He said, but... Would it have been a deeper experience felt by the audience if a black American actor had starred in it? Which Jordan himself said 
that when he cast him, he was very hesitant because he was a British actor. Mm-hmm. So, and everybody and their grandma has jumped on this article. I've had people calling me actually today about this shit. Um, and it's funny, most people jumped on the article aren't even on in the business. They're just like, oh, yeah, well, we that's nothing we gotta worry about. We got other stuff to worry about. I'm like, baby, bye. shut up. And so Samuel had stood on it and he was like, oh, and no, probably- I said what I meant. And I meant what right. the fuck I said. <laughs> he was like, I'm not changing. It's like, I work with British actors, but it is what Hollywood does. Like, Hollywood values them because they have some classical training. They think that's a big deal. And I, I think it's always funny because people forget that Sam himself is trained. Classically yes, trained. Yes, classically trained. Yes, and the trained actor, you know, we forget the David O interview. As much as I love David Willow, I will not forget his interview about Selma when he was like, you know, well, this, this is it's better if a British, maybe a British black actor should play it because he's not as close to like the civil rights movement in the United States. Like he could be detached from it. I was like, what? Why so, would you want to be detached from it? Well, that's well, because he, he was trying to justify why he should get a check and an American black actor should so, uh, right. And the thing is, is that, and then they also do, you, and then Sam Jackson Bob, they do get paid less because they expect less because the union system in in Britain is different than here. So, like, even if you do a, an equivalent of a Broadway show on the West End, you're getting paid. I mean, um, who was that who was the original Evita, who I love? Uh, Patty Lapone. Mm. Patty Lapone, when she did. Uh, the original Sunset Boulevard in Britain first. Mm-hmm. She said in her book, you know, that pay hurt my feelings, but okay, you know, it's different. It's a different pay. And so when they come over here, they don't <laughs> always know to ask for like industry standards. And they're like, great. You don't want 25,000 episodes? Perfect. <laughs> Wonderful. You know what I'm saying? So there's that too. But- and they also know. And the and the one who did the most clap back to the article is the one who can't act at all. The one who's in Star Wars movie. <laughs> and the other has been dead silent about this comment. He's well, the only it's, one it's, who it's, that. Listen, everybody else know they're not coming. They, you coming for Samuel is fruitless. That's not good for your career or your health. Like, no. why would you do that? Oh, that young boy said that after his terrible movie on Netflix. He's supposed to be playing a fatherless child and his accent kept coming back in and he in the Bronx. I said, oh, Lord, pain. Oh, he's going to clap back. I said, you need to take an acting class and stop clapping back on Twitter. <laughs> all this Twitteration, the time you could be in front of a teacher. Um, right. I, but I will tell you what I find interesting about what you just said about them trying to push the black British actors for to be the leading men because they seem to do the exact opposite. Well, not the exact opposite, but there's a little bit opposite with the white men. I mean, it always is, but like, I keep wondering when are we going to stop trying to make Owen Wilson a leading actor, a leading man actor? <laughs> the, all, there's this group of actors American actors that came up through the system doing these dick fart sex movies. You know, oh, yeah. the modern you know, the high movies. Yeah, right. And now they've reached that age where they are leading man age 
but they don't have the chops. You but know you what? I am cutting y'all off because this is a whole nother show. And we are yeah. at the end of this one. Y'all done, y'all done went way over there. <laughs> what we're about to do is we're about to give Samuel L. Jackson his award. Thank you, yeah. Mr. Samuel, for all the clapping back you did this week. We appreciate you because you are the blackest, most colored Negro. And on that note, homies, it is time to wrap this tea party up. Join us next time for a brand new installment of High Tea with Carla Stilwell. Once again, here's our announcer with a few reminders on how you can interact with us. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for High Tea with Carla Stilwell, and subscribe. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash PCR High Tea. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Thanks, announcer. Uh, co-host, can you please wish the li- listeners a good night? Good night. Don't all speak at once. Uh, good night, good night. Always a pleasure. Wonderful to chat with beautiful people. I can't wait till next week. Good night. Good night, night, folks. I'll see y'all next week because there is no lock that Carla can buy that will keep me out of her house. Oh, hey. I love y'all so much. Download new episodes of High Tea with Carla Stillwell every Tuesday via iTunes and the Poppy Chula Radio Archives. Thank you so much. And good night.